how to take on a blindsided challenge. Why adversity in and of itself does not build character. Why pride can be so deadly and then how to avoid becoming over prideful. A great exercise on how to build trust with your team and your family. The importance of having your values laid out and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 477 with business owner and highly regarded performance coach and keynote speaker, Jordan Montgomery. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, your host, Nick Carrier. At Best You, we exist to help individuals who are hungry for growth get closer to the best version of themselves so that they can live meaningful and impactful lives. Now, if you're serious about wanting to change the way that you look, change the way that you feel, shed body fat, build muscle, be more motivated and confident, then go to nickcarrier.com slash free call. And you can request a one-on-one free strategy call with me. We'll talk about what your goals are, what your dreams are, what's holding you back, and then how we can overcome that even amidst the chaos of everything that you have going on in your life. If you're interested, then go to nickcarrier.com slash free call. Y'all, today is going to blow you away. There are so many gems in here that you're going to want to write down. So I just want to prepare you. Take out the notes section of your phone, grab a pen and paper, get ready. Jordan Montgomery is the owner of Montgomery Companies, which is a highly regarded performance coach and keynote speaker whose clients include business executives, sales organizations, and entrepreneurs. Now, Jordan travels the country speaking and coaching executives at Fortune 500 companies, professional athletes, and salespeople. Now, in addition to his speaking and coaching, he's also an accomplished business leader who has managed top-performing sales team in the financial services industry. And today, you guys are going to learn about how to take on challenges that seemingly come out of nowhere, how to fall, how to not fall victim to pride, and how to build trust in your relationships, and so much more. So without further ado, here we go. Here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Jordan Montgomery. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast today. I am super jacked up to be joined by the one and only Jordan Montgomery. Jordan, just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today, man. Nick, thanks for having me, bro. Excited to dig in with you and uh, good to be with you, man. Amen to that. Amen. So kind of giving a brief little overview on your story is basically right right when you kind of jumped into the professional world, you went into a financial services firm and, and worked there for a number of years and you found pretty good success early on in your career and you kind of continued to, to move up roles and move up roles and you felt like you were getting a lot of accolades and a lot of achievements and, and rewards and getting promoted and you were putting a lot of your kind of self-worth seemingly on a lot of that stuff and then one day out of nowhere you were blindsided with this meeting where your boss or manager or what have you essentially told you Jordan today is going to be your last day with us and you were like hold on hold on hold on what the heck so basically I want you to kind of pick up there and talk about what you learned through that experience when it comes to and as it pertains to how to properly handle a blindsided challenge that comes our way. Wow. Well, man, I, I don't know that I know how to properly handle it. I think <laughs> a lot of grace and, and a lot of prayer. Um, God got me through that crazy time of my life. But but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, it's like I've always said that sometimes when it's dark, you feel like you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. And I've just mm-hmm. learned on the other side of adversity that oftentimes our greatest 
hurt can become our, our best ministry. And so for me, like so much of the work that I get to do today is result of what I've been through. It's just, it's compassion, it's empathy, it's support, it's service. Um, you know, we have a, a leadership development company and I was the leader in my earlier years, like that story that you just described, who was overexposed and underdeveloped. And the reality is, Nick, my, uh, my character wasn't keeping pace with my influence. And so I was mm. out front and I was, man, I was sharing and I was teaching and I was, I was getting a lot of attention and recognition and praise. And if you live for their praise, you'll die by their criticism. And I learned that at a really young age. I just, uh, my, my, my idol became money and status and achievement. And at 27 years old, uh, got let go of a fortune 100 company. Um, a person on my team took a test. I didn't report it. And my supervisor said, Hey, we need to, we need to part ways. And so literally went from the penthouse to the outhouse, lost millions of dollars. Um, almost overnight, I was tied into some real estate deals that all got flipped upside down as a result of what happened, uh, in my, in my firing. And so it was just very public. It was very embarrassing. Um, I lost, uh, obviously I lost my job. I lost money. But what I really lost was my confidence. And I would just say for a 27-year-old man that found all of his um, identity and his achievement, it just it really rocked me from the inside out. So back to your question of um, how do we respond? I, I hear a lot of people say this, Nick. They say, well, adversity builds character. And I've just learned that that is not true. Um, that sentence alone is not true. What makes that sentence true, it, it's adversity builds character if you allow it to. Mm. Uh, what I learned is that you still have to make the choice to move forward because there were some really dark days that um, I just didn't feel like getting out of bed or moving forward or choosing to be positive. But, um, you know, I just learned that it's a choice and you got to continue to put one foot in front of the other. I also learned this, that I think God does his best work in the valley. And, you know, I think it's like, man, I want God to meet me on the mountaintop. Like I want to live a mountaintop life and I want him to meet me there. And sometimes he does. But I think he really meets us in the valley. And I think that's where he does his best work. And so, mm. man, I, you know, I didn't like going through it. None of us want to go through it, but we can look back and say, hey, the greatest season of growth in my life didn't happen on the mountaintop. It happened in, in the valley. It happened in the fire. It happened through the really difficult stuff, which is why the scripture says count it all joy, you know, when you go through trials of many kinds. Um, mm. And so, so yeah, that was a long response to a short question, but. Those are no. a couple of things I, I, I learned in, in dealing with, you know, loss and adversity. Yeah, for sure. And so if you talked about how the, you lost money, you lost the real estate deals, but the number one thing you lost, you felt like you lost confidence. And there's obviously a lot of people out there who are struggling with confidence. And for you, it came from a place of, I used to get, get my confidence or arrogance or however you want to define it on kind of these external things. And now my confidence is absolutely shot. Did you have the did you kind of have that awareness of like, I was putting it on these things. I shouldn't have been putting on these things. And then what did you do to start to rebuild that confidence back up? Well, pride's an interesting thing. And the fact that you don't really know that it's happening, you know, mm. uh, it's a little bit like, it's like, if you have carbon monoxide in your house, it's, it's so deadly because you don't, you don't realize it's there. And so, and so pride's a little bit like that. It's just, it's deadly because you don't know how your pride is swelling and, and maybe ultimately controlling you. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think 
God had to deal with my pride, Nick. I think he had to deal with my ego. Um, and I, and I think I, back to your, back to your question, uh, the, the, the specific question, I want to make sure I'm responding to it is building, build, like, how'd you build, build your confidence back up? And I build shot back. After yeah. Time. Yeah. So I would just say this is, is, uh, quickest way to, I think, grow our confidence is to keep the private commitments we make to ourselves. Mm. And I had to learn that, uh, God, God wanted me to be faithful with the day in front of me because I've always been a visionary. And I remember thinking, God, okay, I've been in this for six months. I'm ready to be out of it. Like I'm ready. I, I got the lesson. I'm good. You know, I felt like that at 30 days and 60 days and in 90 days. But he hadn't revealed to me like, you know, really why I was in the fire. And I was ready for him to reveal that. And I remember just thinking, man, like uh, as much as I want to figure out the why, like I want the big picture. I felt like God was calling me to live into the day in front of me. Like part of what I'm trying to teach you is contentment and peace with the day in front of you. The scripture says his mercies are renewed daily. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that it's a daily fight. It's one foot in front of the other one day at a time. And it took me a long time to grasp that. But I think it has helped me with other adversity that I've faced that, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Yesterday's gone. And we need to be grateful for the the day that we have. Yeah, no doubt. A couple of things I want to address that I thought were so good that you said there, Jordan, that, you know, you first said sometimes when you feel buried, you're really planted. First off, that's just an unbelievable mindset for people to be able to take on and and realize and try to realize that in real time as best you can. It, it'll feel like you're buried, but try to take on the the identity of something that had just been planted. That's so good. And then one of the things that you said earlier too was my character wasn't keeping pace with my influence. And one of the things, so I'm a fitness trainer and I coach people with their fitness goals. And one of the phrases that I say to them is success is supposed to take time because it requires you to form the habits necessary to sustain it. And I think it's kind of like the same principle embodied, right? It's like if you grow too quickly, but your skills, your character, your experience, your knowledge hasn't grown with that external thing, then you're not going to be able to sustain that external thing. If people go get liposuction and lose weight, then they're going to put it right back on because there's no habits. If somebody wins the lottery and has a bunch of wealth, they're not going to be able to sustain it because there's no habits. And I think that's such a critical thing to remember because I think it preaches the importance of patience. Like be okay with not being there yesterday. Be okay with it taking uh, with a little bit of time. So I, I thought that was so beautifully said. My character wasn't keeping pace with my influence. And then that last, one of the things that I want to ask you about is you said pride is so deadly because you don't realize it's there. And I think that a lot of times that when people start to gain success, it becomes easier and easier to be prideful, not just because you're more successful, but because not as many other people are like calling you out on stuff and, and talking down or negatively about you sometimes, or at least like right to your face. So talk to me about how like you've continued to grow in success and how have you continued to ensure that you're not prideful, even though it might be a difficult thing to actually see. Yeah. John Maxwell said this to me one time. He said, remember that, uh, Jordan are not praising you they're praising the gift inside of you. And that was really powerful because I think, um, especially when you're young and, and you're immature, I think it's easy to allow your ego to swell, you know, when you get pats on the back. Um, and I think part of my experience, Nick, I just learned, man, that like, again, if, if, you, if you live for their praise, you'll die by their criticism. And I had, mm. it's weird to say this, I had the fortunate opportunity at a really young age 
to watch what happens to relationships, but all of a sudden you don't have the same success. I think in this life, we have real, real friends and deal friends. Mm. I think we think a lot of our deal friends are real friends, but when all of a sudden your platform is, is minimized or uh, success has changed or reputation is damaged, then oftentimes those relationships can become strained. And so I think for, for me, man, I just, um, I, 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 I learned because I went through the fire that, um, people were not praising me. They were praising the gift inside of me. And I've had to remember that like today when I walk off the stage and there could be a room full of, you know, a few thousand people. And in a moment it can feel good. You know, I, I could let that go to my head real easy, right? Like, Oh man, I killed it. Look at these people and it's standing ovation. And, and it's, and I got to remember that, like, listen, man, they don't even know you. How mm. could they fall in love with a person they don't know? They don't know you. They're not in love with you. They're not praising you. What they're, what they're praising is the gift inside of you. And mm. that gift's been given to you and it can be taken away. So just make sure that you steward it well. Yeah. Um, I, think, it, I think that's. Yeah. So that, that's just, that's one of the ways that I think about how we operate with the world around us. No doubt, no doubt. I think we're like, like you said, like removing what they're praising. It's it's not you. It's it's the thing, because you know you've said some. Your words, the way that you morph your words together, and the art with which you communicate is is so graceful and beautiful. And like, there are a few things that you've said now that I've been like, oh man, like that's a gem. I got to write that down. And other people have been listening and thinking the same thing. But at the end of the at the end of the day, like yes, there are your ideas, but they've come from probably a lot of external things and your experiences, but it's not necessarily you. It's like kind of the ideas. And so removing that, I think is, is really critical. And I think that's such a good foundational piece. Now, one of the things I want to kind of transition to is you work with a lot of different teams, uh, whether it's sports teams or, or companies, you work with a lot of teams and you help build leadership with, with inside teams and organizations. You help build culture inside of teams and, and organizations. And we just watched my dogs win the national championship. Uh, what do you think are some of like the biggest things that you've seen that really get a culture tight and connection with individuals and teammates nice and tight? We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share some words from a participant of the 10-week transformation. At Best U, we started running the 10WT back in January of 2020 and have since had 313 people and counting go through it. They've seen their bodies get stronger than ever before. They've seen the stubborn fat finally come off and they've seen their habits dramatically improve. And honestly, more than anything, they've seen their self-confidence skyrocket. If you want to learn more about the 10-week transformation, then you can go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. That's nickcarrier.com slash the number 10WT. We'll get back to the show in just a second, but first, here's what they had to say. Hi, um, so I completed Nick's 10-week Best You transformation. I actually did three consecutive cycles of it, so 30 weeks in a row. And I can't say enough about my experience. Um, the groups, the people in the groups are all different shapes and sizes. Um, I felt very comfortable right away. It's a very supportive environment. Nick uh, is great at bringing you in, at kind of meeting you where you're at. Uh, the workouts are so thoughtful. He's so good at creating a balanced workout. So if you go two times a week or three times a week, you can be sure that you're getting, you know, you're working all of your muscle groups 
I definitely got way stronger. And like I said, I, I can't say enough. Nick is so good at what he does. And I think it's, it's only getting better. So you are in excellent hands with him. I think trust is everything within teams. So it starts with trust. Trust is the number one standard for moving people to action. And we spend a lot of time on, on building trust. Uh, we have this mantra in our culture that trust is given and mistrust is earned. So if we select mm. you into our organization, we're going to trust you. Uh, I'm going to choose to trust you. I'm going to see the good. Uh, I'm going to give you opportunity. Um, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to trust you. And then I think as you go through things together as a team, I, I think trust, you know, continues to build. But but I think I think trust is everything. I mean, there's there's quite a few trust building exercises that we would take to a team um, to, to draw people closer together. But but trust, trust connects teams. I think I think connected teams are committed teams. Mm -hmm. And so a team that's connected, a, a team that trusts each other is is a really powerful team. Um, I also think a, a team that um, that is really focused on on the, the, the individuals uh, of the team, not not the success, not what the team does, but who the team is that mm. appreciates each other uh, in spite of performance. Uh, really based on qualities. You know, we spend a lot of time trying to prioritize the who over the do in our coaching work and helping people to really focus in on, like, I just had a, I'm talking with one of our NFL guys right before this call. And, you know, we're talking about his team and just what he admires about the guys in the locker room or the guys in his unit more specifically. Um, and the reason people admire him, now he's a really successful, he's one of the highest paid players in his position. But uh, the reason people love him has nothing to do with what he does. It's, it's really, it's who he is. And mm -hmm. I think for athletes, especially that's so tough. And you know, this as an athlete, right. It's like they, they get done playing a sport and it's, it can oftentimes be devastating for them because their identity is wrapped up in what they do, not who they are. Mm -hmm. And so the quicker we can help people appreciate one another for, for who they are. Um, I think, I think the deeper, the relationship is the more trust gets established. Uh, there's a higher sense of care uh, for one another. And so I'm just giving you a couple of things that we see with some of the great teams that we work with. It's trust, it's care, uh, and it's appreciating each other um, for the who, not the, not the do. Yeah. That's, that's so good. I know, I know you said that you bring in some trust exercises for these teams to run through. And obviously it would probably take 10 minutes to explain one in, in its entirety, but is there something that you can go through really quickly to explain like something that might be actionable for people to be able to do? Yeah. So here's one, man. We just keep people to talk. So, uh, you'll ask somebody in front of a group, say, Hey, who's your, uh, who's your best friend on the team, you know, or who are one or two of your best friends on the team? Well, my best friend is Nick. Great. Why is Nick your best friend? And they, and it's amazing, Nick, how often people cannot answer that question. Mm. Like that should be the most simple question to answer. Tell me why Nick's your best friend. But if you say that to a 20 year old, 25 year old athlete, they, they often they can't articulate it. And they especially can't articulate that in front of people. So, so we get them to talk, we get them to communicate, we get them to open up. Uh, we get them to be vulnerable. We've always said that, you know, you can impress people with your strength. You connect to people through the struggle. 
Mm. Uh, one of my favorite questions is, um, what's your biggest challenge? We're going to talk about challenge. We're going to work on vulnerability and authenticity. You can choose to be impressive or impactful, and we're going to be impactful. Um, it's pretty hard to be impactful if you try to be impressive. Mm. And so, man, it's getting people to talk, open up, communicate. Uh, again, we could go deeper if we have more time, but those are some of the trust exercises. It's really rooted in authenticity, vulnerability, and a high level of communication. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. It, it's funny how with the trust exercise and that those couple of questions in particular, it's not like they're super invasive questions. It's not like you have to ask somebody that makes them necessarily feel super vulnerable, but it's, you're, you're getting them to talk about things they wouldn't normally talk about and that have real reef, real feeling behind them. I think that's I think that's absolutely absolutely critical that being able and and the one of the things that I thought about that I hadn't thought about this way before is I think it builds trust when you're more vulnerable because you are literally able to see more of the person. You're able to see more of the person, you understand a little bit more where they're coming from, therefore you can trust them in in more challenging situations. That's right. Yeah, well said. I think we forget sometimes it, as humans that people are are impressed by our strength, but connect through our struggle. Mm. And isn't it interesting? Like, have you ever listened to somebody speak, like a, a keynote speaker, or maybe there's a company event, or somebody on a stage, and they start opening up about something they struggle with? And subconsciously, we start thinking, "Man, I really like this guy," or "I, I really like this guy." And all that's happening is we're viewing them as more authentic, and and they're relatable, and and we're we're able to connect with with them in a different way. And yeah. I think if we were to remember that we'd be more vulnerable in how we, how we operate, how we share, how we communicate, but we live in this really sort of fake superficial culture that teaches us that we got to put all the best stuff on display. And, 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 and we think it moves people towards us when, when actually it oftentimes repels people away. Mm. So that's, you know, that, I think that's just a good leadership reminder and lesson for all of us. No doubt. I love that. I love that. Uh, impressed by our strength, but connect with our struggle. That's great. Um, uh, the last two questions here. And you've got four kids. I think if I remember 11, seven, three, three months, or at least something around that. Let's go, Nick. <laughs> I love it. Uh, talk to me about, like I said, you work with teams, you work with building trust. You, you're a leadership guy. Talk to me about some of the things that you've tried to kind of implement as a leader of a family and trying to build trust within your family that you've done with teams. Like how has that kind of stuff translated or a couple things that have translated? I think I've had to learn as a dad and a, a young father, something 35, four young kids. Um, and I'm, I'm learn. I continue to learn this. I hope I never arrive. Like I've got this figured out, but I think if you really love something, um, the way you express love to that thing is you, is you spend time on it. <laughs> and we, we joke in our house that love is, is spelled with the letters T I M E. And man, I work with so many successful, really driven people that spend a lot of time in their profession and very little time with their family. And so our challenge to the people we work with and my challenge to myself is to make sure that my calendar reflects my values. Craig Rochelle said it best. He said, oftentimes the frustration you feel is the distance between what you value and how you spend your time. And so 
as a father, as a husband, I just want to make sure that what I value shows up in the way that I spend my time. And as, as simple as that sounds, Nick, there are just so many times in my life, there's been so many times where I'm like, man, what I value is not congruent with the way that I spend my time. And the other thing that I, I think about is the order of loves in my life, right? So as a person of faith for me, faith is first, right? So Jesus is first, my wife is second, my kids are after that, and, and then everything else is after that. Um, if those order of loves start to get out of whack, usually there's some stress and frustration in my life because my belief is it's not that's not God's design for how we were supposed to uh, prioritize our life. So I've had to check myself on that, that, hey, my, my calendar needs to reflect my values. I need to be loving the things that are most near and dear to me through my time. And usually if those things are happening, man, I'm, we're good. You know, those are two really simple things for me that I got to continue to check myself on. Yeah, that's great. I, I love that. What you what you value and how you spend your time on the gap of that is can be oftentimes why you're feeling a little frustrated or a little bit off and having your calendar reflect your values. That's so critical, but it does have the prerequisite of you need to define your values. And so if you don't define your values, there's no way for your calendar to sync up to it. So um, this is this has been great, Jordan. Before I ask the last question, man, I just want to acknowledge you real quick for being able to kind of flip that situation when you were 27 years old on its head instead of being buried, being planted, and for you learning and growing and, and defining confidence and success in a different manner that you were doing before, and then for you to be able to kind of transition these leadership skills, talents, strategies from the business world now to your family is super admirable as well. I know everybody's going to want to go uh, learn more about you and everything, so make sure you go follow him on Instagram at Jordan M. Montgomery. Uh, where's the other great places to go learn more about you and, and find about you? Yeah, Nick, I, uh, people can go to our website, so MontgomeryCompanies.com, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, I'm probably most active on Instagram, so uh, send us a message. Um, if you're listening and you follow Nick, uh, and you want to reach out to me, send me a message. Um, I, I'd love to be helpful. Uh, just put my friend hat on. And so if I can answer a question, if I can add some perspective uh, or just sit with you, um, be, be happy to do it. So uh, Nick, thanks for having me, man. It's, this has been a joy. And man, you're, you're so gifted at uh, asking good questions, super prepared, great flow of conversation. Uh, and I'm, I, I consider myself honored to be a guest on your podcast, man. So I, I just appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Yeah. Well, of course, Jordan, if you've got a second, I've got one last question. It'll be quick. Oh, come on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, last question is if I believe that getting closer to the best version of yourself is a constant journey. Like you said, we've never arrived. We, we just continue to try to get better and better. Um, and it's also a unique journey. And so the last question is for you personally, if there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to the best version of Jordan Montgomery that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? And love Jesus more, love my wife more, and love my children more. Mm. And I think if I was doing those three things with everything that I have, uh, yeah, the relentless pursuit of those three things I think would help me to be the best version of me. Mm. The three loves, your values. I love it, man. Well, y'all make sure you go follow him on Instagram. Uh, obviously, you heard some amazing stuff today. There's just more amazing stuff over there as well. So make sure you continue to be inspired by Jordan and all that he's doing. But Jordan, really appreciate it, man. It was great. Nick, God bless you, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, really enjoyed this conversation.
conversation. I'm a fan of yours. Look forward to staying in touch. And uh, hey, go follow, go follow my guy Nick. If you just happen to stumble into this podcast, you don't know Nick. Follow the Best You Podcast and uh, <laughs> stay stay in touch with Nick Carrier. Let's go. Appreciate it, bro. I mean, wow. If you weren't inspired by that show, I mean, there were so many gems, so many great quotes that I hope you wrote down and took out of that because I make sure I made sure to write them down so I can go back and look at them because, man, they're good. And remember, if you're serious about wanting more motivation and self-confidence and shed a few pounds of body fat and build some muscle, then I would love to hop on a free call with you to discuss how we can make that happen amidst the chaos of your life. Just go to nickcarrier.com slash free call and we'll make it happen. And remember... Sometimes when you feel buried, you really just got planted. And remember to be faithful with the day in front of you and take it one day at a time. Remember to avoid being over prideful by separating yourself from that which people are praising. And remember that trust is the number one standard for moving people to action. It's the number one thing that builds connection and all it might take is being a little bit more vulnerable with others and opening up a little bit more of yourself. If you can develop your character along with your influence, if you can prioritize the who over the do and express your love by spending love, T-I-M-E, as time, it will allow you to continue to get closer and closer to your best you.